you for being here. You're in the right place if you want to make a difference in the world. Why? Because that starts with making it a great day. Welcome to the Make It a Great Day movement. We're here to make suicide a thing of the past. And we're doing that with a whole bunch of fearless people. Why? Because these are the advocates. These are not all of the advocates, but these are some of the advocates. And you're going to be able to talk with them. You're going to be able to ask them questions. But most importantly, you're going to be able to find out what being a better advocate for themselves has done for fear in their world. So here I am. I'll put myself into the picture. And here we go. I get to stop sharing. So First up on the advocate roster is the first one who figures out how to turn your camera on and then I will introduce you. So here we go. First one is Stephanie popped in first, almost waiting. Wait for it. There's Stephanie. All right, come on. Who's next? Advocates, let's show off your tech skills. Stephanie, go ahead and, oh, there you go. We got it. We got Marilyn. We got Tammy. All right. We've got Nadine. We've got Suzanne. I almost saw Marnie. Here we go. Come on. Getting it. Getting it. Getting it. Getting it. Mar waiting on one more. All right. So my camera will not turn on. Well, there we go. I saw it. You wait. A second. So just a second. Let me just see. Um, I do not have the power, Marnie. So you'll be voice only if we can't figure out the camera side. Um, otherwise, everybody's here. Okay, so Marnie, as you continue to figure out your camera, try it again, because it did come on for a second. All right, welcome to, there it was, and there it's gone. Katie, I'll let you try to work in the background um, and see what you can do. All right, so welcome, all of you all. I am so grateful that you're here. Sorry, <laughs> she's snoring. <laughs> She's asleep, sitting. No, up. she she makes happy snorts, like, <laughs> and she, yeah. Hold on, I'll put her down. No, you're fine. You keep okay. Sunshine, but this is my grand puppy. I just want everyone to know, sunshine in my was my grand puppy. For those of you who are seeing this in anything other than gallery view, um, as people speak, they'll pop up. That's I think how this is going to work. So, um, Stephanie is, and you get to introduce yourself, Stephanie is my middle daughter. What else do you want people to know about you? Because it's never good to introduce your own kids, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I guess um, <laughs> that I've been um, a mental health warrior my whole life, a chronic illness warrior for the past 21 years coming up on that anniversary date but anyway um it's just i i've learned how to live a joyful sassy life even with um the the daily stresses and i'm a very happy mom to two fur babies no two-legged kids for this girl i will happily give them back at the end of the day i love my nephews i miss them it's been a while since i've seen all four of them and um i don't know that's, that's it there we go stephanie Thank you for being you and thank you for being part of this program and thank you for starting it, I think. All right, mute the Steph and we're going to go to Tammy. Hello. Hello, Tammy. So Tammy, you and I met online. So the opposite of Stephanie, who I've known her whole life, 
you, we met, and what was it that you're doing that this makes sense for you to come into this world? I am a, a parenting coach that works with moms that kids are being bullied. And a lot of bullied kids attempt suicide every day. And a lot of them succeed, which is sad. It's a, it's a huge epidemic that I'm hoping to help eradicate. There you go. Bullying is a big deal. It is one of the seven indicators that someone is at risk. So the SRI, Suicide Risk Indicators, bullying is on it. And I appreciate what you're doing in the world, Tammy. Cool. Thank you. Cool, cool. All right. You go right ahead and mute, and we are going to have Marilyn unmute. Here we go. <laughs> For a moment, it didn't want to do that, but we're going to, we're going to talk now. <laughs> I'm Marilyn Gansell. <laughs> that was a great face, Marilyn. <laughs> Just what happened. No, I'm Marilyn Gansell, and um, I came from the New York, uh, Connecticut area to Sarasota to start a new life. Um, and I also am very joyful like Stephanie because before that I was the kind of person who just didn't want to live. Um, I had trouble with um, my family and other obstacles that I had overcome, especially uh, a voice. I feared speaking out and standing up. So what I want to do is help people develop confidence so that they can stand up, speak out, and um, just be who they want to be and not have the story written for them like I had. So I'm writing a new story of myself. Here I am, and I will help you create yours. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Being an advocate for a better life for yourself. I love it, Marilyn. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. All right. So Marilyn hits the mute button, and Suzanne finds her voice. I know that's not usually a problem. <laughs> no, it's not. It used to be when I was younger, but um, through my process of my journey of life, which I've actually um, was a public speaker at a convention and I had it the journey of unlimited possibilities. Mm. And little did I know how true that was. I'm Suzanne Margolis Gray. I'm in Tampa, Florida. And my passion is something that people don't talk a lot about. Well, kind of. It's not religion or sex or politics. And it is being talked about a little bit more. And it's poop. I'm a colon therapist. And, but I take it to the next level of body, mind, and spirit. <laughs> I'm sorry. When you started down that sentence of you take poop to the next level, Going up was not what was on my mind. <laughs> oh, well, but it, it really is because our gut sends nine messages to our brain, where our brain sends one message to our gut. And we actually have three brains in our body. It is okay. our brain. I'm not going to let you go off into teaching mode. Okay. All right, I get into that. But I, I, through my journey, I got connected to my three brains. And as I continue to detox and get connected with those three brains, I have become clearer in my life. And my passion is to make a difference so people can get connected to their gut feeling and uh, authenticity. I authentically appreciate you being willing to come on the show. 
and for you it giving me tacit permission to hit a pause button. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited about what I do. I just love to share it. I understand this. And so we're going to take this conversation in a couple of different directions here today. Right yes. now, though, not only pause, but mute. We're going to keep going around the circle. So we've got Stephanie Sands Sunshine, because Sunshine has abandoned you. So now you can rename yourself. And we've got Marilyn Ganzel. And we've talked to Tammy Atchley. We talked with Suzanne Margolis Gray. Now we're going to come around my screen and talk to Marnie Turville, the tech master. <clears throat> Gotta love those computer errors. All right. Hello. <clears throat> Hello, Marnie. Why do you do what you do? Why are you here? Ooh wee. Um, well, what I do is I'm a functional medicine physician. My practice is outside of Pillbox in Evanston, Illinois. And why I do what I do is because I love helping people. I started out as a pediatrician, but then I got really sick and I struggled with chronic illness for 10 years, during which time I had plenty of suicidal thoughts. Um, and I've been on a journey of recovery for the last eight years since finally finding what for me was the key piece that let me move forward. And now I'm on a, a very similar journey to what I started with, but at a much deeper level, uh, meaning I went into pediatrics to help make life easier for parents and to help take healthy babies and show them and their families how to be healthy for life. And uh, when I got sick, I had the very rude awakening that conventional medicine did not give me the tools to do that. And um, so now, um, and, and then when I got sick, I also saw really at a very deep level how much illness in one family member really destroys family dreams. And, um, and in my recovery, I had to deal with my son being sick for a year, with my daughter having a severe concussion, and then with my husband choosing suicide. So um, I've seen every way health can disrupt a family's dreams. And uh, so my mission now is, is very much the same as it was, but with a twist, which is just helping people to restore their health so that their families can thrive and they can live the dreams that they set out to live, serve their own purpose in the world. Awesome. Thank you very much for sharing your journey. Um, you guys are just amazing. So we'll let you mute and I'm gonna do another introduction. Our next speaker is not on the speaker board. She wasn't promoted in any way, shape, or form. And when she showed up and was able to be here, I was super excited. So I'd like to introduce you to the other person who is a pillar in holding up the Make It a Great Day movement and the Team Suicide Prevention Society. And that's my friend. Nadine Furbell. Thank you, Jackie. Can you hear me? Am I unmuted? Okay, thank you. Um, I am Nadine Vernon. I am a send out card uh, affiliate. 
and it's all about you capturing a memory and we immortalize it in a card. So I, my passion has become sprinkling kindness and gratitude. And one of the reasons I became involved with the uh, Teen Suicide Prevention Society is because I'm a former educator. I have 40 years in the public school system. And I wanted people to know that when a child decides to try to commit suicide or does actually go through with the act, that there's a ripple effect that goes well, well beyond the immediate family. There are many people who are impacted by that. Uh, if you average, just in my lifetime as a school teacher, uh, two suicides a year times 40 years, that's 80 children. And I'm here to tell you, I can name each one of those children to this day. It's very sobering. You carry that with you. And so I want people to have an opportunity to talk about that and learn more about that. And that's become my passion. We are the of your at the Teen Suicide Prevention Society. There is no doubt. I am super, super grateful that you are here. The mission to make suicide a thing of the past started out with intervening with teens and ended up with creating a program for adults. Why? Because attitudes are not taught they're caught. We catch our attitudes from the people we're around the most. And we're all around people. So I wanted to help people develop an attitude worth catching. So each of you has your own reason why you not only became supportive of the Teen Suicide Prevention Society, part of the Make It a Great Day movement, but why you stepped up to take the training to be an advocate. So many people, hearing about advocacy for the very first time today. So I would really like it if we're just going to go around again. And what, what was it? I mean, granted, now, Stephanie, you get the easy job. What was it that made you decide to take the advocate training program? If you didn't, I was going to bust your butt because you're the whole reason I'm doing what I'm doing. So let's just get clear about something here. Yeah, I am not I am the founder of the Teen Suicide Prevention Society because that's a business and I run businesses. I am not the maker of this movement. You are. So now you talk about it. I talk about it. Well, um, I'm a multiple suicide attempt survivor, both as a teenager and a young adult. And um, even though I was provided with um, a lot of the tools that people say you need um, doctors, therapists, you know, I found that not every doctor or therapist is my best match. You know, they might be a great match for somebody else, but they're not always the best match for me. And so I had to learn uh, how to advocate for myself, how to say, I hear what you're saying, but that's not what I need to do for me and my recovery, whether it's mental health or, or physical. And so I, and it took a lot because it's not just in my mental health and the physical health world 
as well, I had to learn how to advocate for myself and that not all doctors are the best fit for me. Um, and I want to help other people find that self-assuredness. And granted, I don't always have self-assuredness, <laughs> but there are times when it's when it's when I'm speaking up for me, I can be very um, adamant, as I'm sure my mom will attest to. Um, and that's a very that's a learned skill. I did not open my mouth growing up. I was the wallflower, the quiet kid. You know, the the squeaky wheels got the grease, and I kind of faded into the background. And um, learning to change that pattern of behavior was huge for me. And so, helping others find that for them is just something that I, I'm learning to be passionate about. Not learning to be, I am passionate about and learning how to take that, this is what I'm learning, to take that passion and affect change. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Super happy to be on this journey with you. All right, we're going to come back around. Tammy this time. Hi. Hi. I um, I was bullied in high school and I thought about suicide and worked through that as I got older and then my found out my daughter was being bullied and when I was introduced to Jackie uh, I knew that I needed to become a better advocate for myself because I wanted to help others like, like Stephanie, you know, I wanted to um, help other moms and other families so they wouldn't have to go through the bullying and in their own families. And so uh, when I started the program, you know, believing in myself allows me to believe in others and know that they can get through this, the same things. And so that's why I, started this program and and I'm glad I did. It's helped a lot. What's different now? What's I believe that? I believe in myself. My How confidence that? is so much more now. How is that showing up for you? What difference is that making in your mission to get the message out that bullying doesn't have to be an issue? Well, I'm not afraid anymore. I'm not afraid to speak out and, and let others know what I've been through. And it's, it's empowering, you know, and I feel like if, if I can do it, anybody can do it. And we just need the tools to be able to do that. And that's what this gives us. You finding your voice is one of my greatest joys, honey. <laughs> Just so you'll know. Thank, Thank you for sharing that. Um, okay, coming around. Marilyn. Well, I know what it's like to be unwanted and rejected. And I know that in growing up, it was such a hardship. Um, feeling displaced, um, not feeling loved. Um, that I didn't really want to live. Um, I lived in a fantasy world for a while, and then after I got married, when you thought, when anyone might think that life would be better, it, it wasn't. And um, I tried to kill myself one night. 
I realize now how if I didn't call out for another person to help me and that person didn't come over immediately and listen and hold my hand and get me the help I needed, I wouldn't be here today. So I am grateful. I am joyful now because I know I'm enough. I don't need others to say you're this and you're that or you're not. I know who I am. And I want to reach out and help other people too. Others like myself who felt ashamed and Tammy felt ashamed, I'm sure. Um, not willing to share, not willing to speak out, not having that voice like Suzanne didn't have either. So I'm here to help in any way I can to change that. And I believe in this vision and in this mission. Well, I know you believe in the mission and the vision. Coming through the Advocates course, Marilyn, what's one thing that you've noticed that's different? I've learned about that elephant. <laughs> I've learned how to take my walk with my elephant so that when something uh, is in my way, I go to that shed and I have a talk with myself and I know that I'm okay. That, um, and I have to keep reminding myself every day. This is not an easy journey for any of us who are talking today, uh, for anybody who's been there or who has felt the way we have felt. Um, I also, like Nadine, had been an educator, so I do know and remember kids trying to commit suicide, and my best friend committed suicide. So the things that I've learned as an advocate are important that we teach and we um, project out to others so that they will know how to handle these moments when you feel overwhelmed and how to take your elephant for that walk. Thank you, Marilyn. I appreciate you sharing all of that. So taking the elephant for the walk, we're talking about the limiting beliefs, the elephant in the room, just so you'll know. Um, it's one of the reasons why the baby elephant walk is part of this program and being able to shift your mindset. The, thank you for letting us all go on that journey with you. Suzanne, I would have had you all volunteer to go next, but since you're all co-hosts, you can't raise your hand. So. <laughs> it's a detail. Yes. Um, for me right now is that um, I may have had a thought about suicide, but would never have done it. So the path that I've kind of been on is that very so strong self-critic, because the elephant in my room was absolutely huge. And through Jackie's program, I have learned to take my elephant for that walk. Even though I came across as being very confident, it wasn't authentic. And through the years, I would say for the past six years, I have really gotten in touch with my true self. And working with Jackie and working with these lovely goddesses here, we've shared stories. And that has helped me know that I'm not alone. And I've realized too, being a colon therapist for 30 years, I've seen people that have not tried to commit suicide, but have had that strong self-critic and help them with their diet and their gut health and connecting those three hearts that I mentioned and how your 
colon holds on to things and how we can release it. And actually, I'm so passionate about what you do, Suzanne. It is just a delight to be around you. <laughs> I suffered from constipation for a large time, and I know my stressors. And I know if I can do have it, I know other people do. And and I'm going to pause you, okay? Because you gave yeah. me permission to pause. Yes, ma'am. You brought up something about the advocate program that I want to highlight because. Yeah. You're talking about using it not in the realm of suicide, but in the realm of handling an inner critic, that the skills of advocacy are more broad. That's not just about suicide. So yeah, it's like, I want to make the tagline, you know, advocacy, it's not just for suicide anymore. Yeah. So what ways do you use these tools with your clients and in your life? Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> Well, I've slowed down quite a bit. Um, that woodshed is just a, a wonderful place. I'm decorating it. <laughs> the mindset woodshed. I love that you're decorating. It's got to be a warm, cozy place, right? And um, so sharing it with my clients, it's, you know, I've, I've always done, um, my listening skills have sharpened and where I, I'm so totally present with them. And actually they have encouraged me and said, Suzanne, it's time for you to just not be in the treatment room anymore. You need to get out there. And I'm ready to do that. And working with these wonderful goddesses that I've said, and Jackie, I'm ready to go because I'm very um, passionate about helping women owning their bitch and bringing it to the light side from the dark side. And it's a very positive thing. So I don't mean to offend anybody, but you'll learn about that later in the future. <laughs> there is no doubt. Bringing, and we can say that on my show, bringing the inner bitch into the world in a positive light, that's your mission in the world. And being an advocate for that part of ourselves that we tend to disavow in our yeah. culture. And it's connected a lovely to use of the tools, Suzanne. Thank you very much. All right, coming around. Marnie. Oh. Um, I think that Suzanne clicked the wrong button and hopefully she'll be back. <laughs> there she is. Okay, so you're fine, Suzanne. When you turn off your camera, you disappear because of the way the settings are, but that's okay. You found yourself, you were not lost. <laughs> it was an invitation to drama. All right. So, Marnie, now that we're back, hi. This is why I, why I joined the Advocate Program. Is that mm -hmm. the intro question? Okay. Why did you join the Advocate Program, and what difference have you seen in your world? Perfect. Um, three reasons. Two of them are my children who are 17 and 21 and whose father died by suicide, as I mentioned at the beginning. And so, you know, ever since that moment, I've known that they were at significantly higher risk for suicide and that, you know, my job as their mom had just expanded hugely in terms of, you know, what do I need to model for them? What do I need to teach them? Um, how do I, how do I give teenagers 
those tools because, you know, they're trying to individuate and don't want to listen to mom. <laughs> and, you know, um, and so those, those are two of my three reasons. And the third reason is, is, is clearly me because I totally agree with Suzanne and I have always said that suicide prevention to be effective has to start, to be broadly effective, has to start long before there is a suicidal situation. And um, to me, it's about taking care of your physical health, your mental health, your emotional health, your spiritual health. And because the illness I had was a version of post-traumatic stress disorder, I've done a huge amount of working on my own thoughts and beliefs and triggers and gaining emotional resilience and understanding why I'm feeling triggered and stepping back. Um, and yet the experts need an expert to help them. And, uh, and, you know, I need someone who's better at it than me to kick my butt to do it because when you're the expert, you know it, right. And you don't always apply it all that well. And so, uh, if I had to go through my Rolodex, I could choose no one better than Jackie Simmons to kick my butt. <laughs> and, um, in getting me to see my blind spots, really, and and helping me to um, pick out the nuances, you know, where I feel like I've tackled a belief, but the darn thing still keeps coming up again and again and again, and and Jackie can help me see the the layers that I wasn't seeing or just take, take what I was doing deeper. And, and so it really was for me, as well as for my, as well as for my kids and for everybody who, you know, it's, it's my whole practice. It's my passion. So for, for me to be a more effective doctor, for me to be able to live my purpose better, live in joy better and my kids. So, and what have I gained? Um, wow. So many things. I mean, I just, I, I, I think if I had to choose one of the things, and I don't think we've talked about it yet on this panel, uh, the ballpark theory has been huge for me. Um, knowing whose ballpark I'm in, in any given situation, and even more importantly, recognizing that in any one situation, I might be in two different ballparks at the same time. And I may be the owner of one and the ball player in another, and understanding what are the rules of the situation? Who makes the rules and what is my role? So um, that's been really useful. And, and, and the, um, the idea that this is a ballpark in and of itself. Mm, the ultimate ballpark behind your eyes and between your ears. Was a, was a big revelation too, because I think we tend to think of it as, okay, well, here's my household. I'm the owner in my household and I was acting more like a player or more appropriately letting my kids act more like an owner. And, you know, and that my parents' ballpark is their ballpark and I have to be a player and, and not an owner there. Um, these things have just been, been super helpful and, and getting deeper into, I knew the elephant walk before I met Jackie. It wasn't called that, but it, but she's mm -hmm. helped you, you've helped me deepen, deepen that too. So it has like, um, uh, I guess it was Suzanne, no, Tammy. Well, Tammy and Suzanne both said it, just more confidence and, um, 
able to speak up for myself better. And I, I found in my parenting, uh, in fact, just yesterday, I was able to parent from a place of, look, I'm the owner, these are the rules, and not from a triggered place where I was being, you know, I had been hurt by something. And so I was in, in the past, I couldn't control lashing out at my kids in a passive aggressive way like this. It, I didn't ever want to hurt them, but it was just like I'd been hurt and that was my defense mechanism. And yesterday I was able to take that and really walk my elephant before I had the talk uh, with my son and do it in a way that uh, he didn't have to listen to me, but at least I know that I presented in a way that he could listen to me and not where I was simply spewing stuff that was gonna trigger him back and cause more headbutting. You know, you just hit upon something really key, which is that it's, we can't control how people receive our messages, but just like a good pitcher in baseball, we can control how we send them. And that's the, the power of that awareness, Marnie. Thank you that for sharing that. That's a, that's a huge benefit, I know for you, Jen, and thank you for being so willing to share this with us and to share this journey. When a doctor, a medical doctor, feels betrayed by your field, you know, because you were a medical doctor and they could not help you, your field couldn't provide you a solution, you know, it can impact how you trust everything in your life. 100%. And then you had the added challenge of, your husband choosing to take his own life, choosing to die rather than continue to live. The, the bedrock of belief system gets really challenged by that. And your willingness to stand up, speak out and share with all of us on this show just means a lot. It touches me and it is something that I'm hoping other people will take heart in because the persona of a doctor to be vulnerable, those are like mutually exclusive terms. Mm -hmm. And I want to have a space where you can be safe being real, no matter what title you wear. And so thank you for making that easier for other people in your profession, your multiple professions. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Nadine, all right. Katie's put up in the chat for people to ask questions. Raise your hand if you want to be a part of the engaged conversation, pop it into the chat. Nadine. Yes. You sat with me before this became a movement. You sat with me for 13 hours as I did the tango with the tangled tech to get the book published, the first Make It a Great Day, The Choice is Yours published. After that, why the heck would you want to become any more involved in this? I truly believe in the program. Um, <laughs> I want to piggyback on something that was said earlier about the advocate training program. Anyone who has the brilliance of the, of the training really is whatever your mission is that 
you must be an advocate for it. And you can't be an advocate if you are the obstacle that stops you from getting your mission rolled out for everybody to hear. And the fact that that we taking the the training have learned about uh, preventative tools and learned about ourselves uh, and what it is that is our stumbling point is is huge because I think once we're able to get past that in some cases it's only stubbing our toe in other in other cases we literally are tripping over a huge log and smack down that you know our, our face is in the mud and we get up and and we don't even realize what it was that tripped us and that, then when we analyze the tool when we go through the exercises and we realize, oh my God, it's me. It was, it was my belief system. I'm the one that stopped everything. I think that that is, uh, and, and how to get beyond that. That's another big piece of the training program. It's one thing to recognize it, but it's a whole nother thing to be able then to work on it so that it does not continue to happen. And um, I loved uh, the very, very first piece that, that is done uh, of the assessment tool, which is the KLT tool about knowing, liking, and trusting, and, uh, and how your mission may morph into something uh, more concrete or more solid based on what you know and like and trust. That to me was a revelation. And it has allowed me personally to be able to write many, many more stories. There is a power in that, Nadine. Mm -hmm. um, your story, Celebration of Life, still gives me chills when I think about it and it will be published. And so this is something I just am happy to announce it'll be published in the second volume, the Make It a Great Day, The Choice is Yours book, the volume two. And the celebration of life is so amazing. Thank you. The journey that you went on and the ability to put some concreteness, something yes. tangible around the language of your mission. What has that done? What has changed in your world? I believe that for me, it's made me much more confident in what I write. Before, it was just kind of sing-songy and just getting ideas here and there. But now I can zero in on what it is I want to say. And that is a big, that's a biggie. If you want to change the world, being able mm -hmm. to communicate mm -hmm. to the world is a big part of it. So you're yes. right. So it's a cool thing. And from a, from a, as a former educator, another thing that I really, really liked about the training program is we have a guideline for starting conversations because mm -hmm. starting conversations uh, often is too late by the time we get rolling with it. And 
from an educator's point of view, it really should start much, much sooner. And these are not painful conversations to start. You're just seeking a little information, finding out where this person feels or what, what's happening, et cetera, et cetera. And then as the adult being able to judge whether or not there uh, needs to be more intervention. It's, it was one of the myths, one of the, the, the things that people said is, Jackie, I don't need to have a conversation. Um, well, maybe I need to have a conversation, but I'm not sure, so I'm not going to. And, and it was that attitude that really provoked me to say, okay, everyone needs to talk to someone about something. Doesn't necessarily mean suicide. Everyone needs to talk to someone about something, even if you need to take and talk to yourself about something. There is something in your world that's not right. There's someone in your world who you just feel is a little off. That's where advocacy comes from. This identifying, this awareness, and then going ahead and boldly starting the conversation without any hesitation. So I'm really happy that you shared that because I forget sometimes that, that what holds people back is this idea of it's not my place to bring it up. Correct. And I got an answer for that. If it entered your mind, it's yours to do. It's just that easy. I like easy rules. So if it enters your mind, it's yours to do. For each of you, this entered your mind that you had a mission, you had something you wanted to change in the world. Each of you really had to sell me on that because I wasn't about to teach this course. And full disclosure, the mission started and almost ended with publishing this book. This mission started and almost ended. And then I got asked to give a talk. And you all um, who are advocates know this, but what most people don't know is that I got invited to a TEDx stage to give a TEDx talk on the topic of how to end the teen suicide epidemic. Well, my first question was, am I really willing to talk about this in public? You know, um, the journey was not one that I expected it to be because as a speaker, of course I'll give a TEDx talk. Oh, you want me to talk about suicide? Uh, well, let me, can I think about it? And they're like, Jackie, you wrote, you're bringing this book into the world. You've got these things going on. And I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't mean I wanna talk about suicide on a TEDx stage. Can't I like you talk about brain retraining or positive attitudes or, and the answer was no. They wanted me to talk about how to end the teen suicide epidemic. And so I wrote a talk. And I wrote a talk that turned into the Why Not Workbook. It turned into the Why Not Workbook because my TEDx coach said, this is a really good technical talk, and it's a waste of your time on a TEDx stage. 
being told by someone that you have a chance to do something significant and the only thing in your way is your own attitude. This is how the advocacy training got born. I rewrote my talk and realized I couldn't give it. I couldn't give the new talk because it was all about having conversations that matter. It was all about having the talk with your kids. You know, the one that used to be about sex and then that had to be about drugs and alcohol. And well, the talk is now must be about suicide. And I couldn't give that talk on a TEDx stage because I hadn't had that talk with my daughter. Now, if you could see the gallery view, she's not with us at the moment because she lost internet where she lives, but she'll be back. And so I've been told that she's back and it's my job to promote her. It looks like I did already, but we'll see. There she is. All right. So I hadn't had the talk with my daughter. So Stephanie and I finally sat down and had the talk that I'd been too busy to have for decades. And what I found out was that even Stephanie didn't really know why dying seemed better than living in those moments. Some ideas were clearer than others. But the bottom line was, it just seemed like the best idea at the time. And because we are so good at selling ourselves on things that seem like the best idea at the time, I knew that this talk was a talk we all need to have with ourselves, with our children, with each other, with the people we work with, with the people we live with, with the people we care about. It is the six-step conversation that they're referring to, and it's the second pillar of the advocacy program. The first one is the know, like, and trust factor assessment. And the second pillar is the six-step conversation. So the power of this was unknown until you all started speaking up. And when you all said that you would come on this show, that you would share your stories, I just, I wanna say thank you. And I also just want to acknowledge that if there's anything that you wish I had asked, now is the time to say it. So unmute if you've got something that you wish I had asked or something you have a burning desire to share. And we will wrap this piece up with me honoring you all for being in the forefront of the advocate army, for being willing to go first, which is what my belief is about leadership, is that leaders are not the ones who say, follow me. Leaders are the ones who say, I'll go first. And each of you has done that. Each of you has committed to continuing to do that. Some of you have committed to become teachers of other advocates, speakers, messengers in the world that this could change the world. And because of your willingness to step up, I know this mission will continue. So thank you. And thank you all for being here to recognize and honor our advocates. And uh, we have uh, Amanda, thank you, you all for sharing your stories. Thank you, Amanda, for being here. We have 
so much joy to share with you. So thank you all for being willing to share your stories with everyone today. Welcome to the Make It A Great Day movement, to the admirals in the army. Oh boy, my family be rolling in their grave, me mixing army and navy together like that. So here we go. To the avant-garde of the army of advocates, thank you.